0: Go we'll talk hoops, what Michigan did last night. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan insider, is standing by on the Meyer guest line. How you doing, Chris?
1: Hey, Billy, doing good, buddy.
0: Hey, uh, last three games, Michigan looks as good as anybody in the Big Ten. They really do. Yeah,
1: yeah. and uh, the slate's about to get harder. You know, they've had an easier Big Ten schedule, so not to be the Debbie Downer here, but uh, they got a big one coming up Saturday with the opportunity to really change the trajectory of the season and get put on the bubble there and uh, some opportunities down the stretch to steal a couple road wins and be in the tournament, which is something we wouldn't have said three games ago. But we said at some point uh, they had to get that one win that was going to kind of turn it around. And I think Northwestern on the road, things kind of lined up for them, right, with Northwestern having to play five games in ten games due to a COVID shutdown or stoppage or whatever. And So uh, to come back, though, and, and really give the effort they did in that one and then against Ohio State at home, Ohio State played a pretty good game. That's a better team than the record indicates. Uh, they just, uh, they have some talent. They're just not, not putting it together and then taking care of business against Nebraska. But really, Saturday is the one against Indiana at home. I think that place will be rocking. And uh, you get that one, you've got an opportunity at Wisconsin, then home against Michigan State. That's a game you should probably win. I think Ken Palm has him as about a four and a half point favorite in that one. So then we're starting to talk. So, but they're playing better basketball. Uh, you can see. The defense is starting to come around a little bit more, and and the effort has been more consistent. Uh, of course, the maddening part about that is just that if that effort had been there all year, Bill, then we wouldn't be, be talking about bubbles. We'd probably be talking about a team that was a game or two out of first place in the Big Ten. As it is, they're still second, and they still have an opportunity, so I guess that's all you can ask for at this point.
0: Yeah, the Indiana win, if they can get it, would tell me this team has a really good chance to make the NCAA tournament. I, I agree 100% with you. It's a... It's a game changer for the rest of the season. But I'll give Howard his staff credit. Last three games playing the basketball I expected when they were preseason uh, top 25. And I feel with Michigan State and Chrysler, uh, I like Michigan in that matchup. We'll talk more about that next week. Uh, Let's move Uh on and talk about Harbaugh, his staff. I know last time we had you on, it wasn't official with Partridge Uh, coming back. It now is. What's the latest from Beckler Hall?
1: Yeah, they're going to be, you know, they're going to have one guy move on, um, yeah, and uh, to make room for him, I would imagine that he's going to be coaching linebackers. is, is my guess, and then you can, you know, it kind of make sense that uh, maybe George Hilo will be moving on and looking for another opportunity. So um, that's what we expect at this point, anyway. So uh, great recruiter, you know, but the big question is how much does being a great recruiter really matter anymore, Bill, with NIL and everything else? It's still about relationships, though. Even for those kids, if, say the top hundred are getting bought, you know, and then from one hundred to two hundred, you know, the, these are kids that are looking for opportunities in addition to, to pay-for-player NIL deals, then it still comes down to relationships, and he's got great ones in New Jersey, so and a great football coach and a great guy, too, so a lot of guys on staff already know him. I think it's a comfortable move, and I think he's uh, he's a perfect fit. We saw what he did with Michigan special teams when he was here next to Jay Harbaugh, so again, that should bolster the special teams, which have been outstanding here for the last five years. Jay Harbaugh's been outstanding there, and so has Chris Partridge, who Uh, really the one that started that so getting those guys back together will be nice too so uh good moves and hard to believe that spring football starts for michigan in what 12 or 13 days i think it is wow seems like the season yeah it seems like the season just ended but february 20th is supposed to be the day and then april 1st the day for the spring game so here we are you know when you make the when you uh when you go so deep and, and you've got so much on the line and you're playing in the playoff and everything else, uh, you know, time seems to fly. But um, yeah, so we're excited about that. And I think you'll see some more movement too in the transfer portal at the end of spring, Bill, some guys in and some guys out. So we'll keep an eye on that as well.
0: Chris Bells for the Wolverine.com, the Michigan insider joining us. Uh, I read one of your stories from the Wolverine.com on 3com team about how good with this 2023 recruiting class B, will they bounce back? Uh, NIL between flirting with the NFL, any damage long-term to Michigan? They are number one or two, or at worst, I think I've seen three in any way-too-early college football preseason poll. Your your thoughts on the short-term, long-term forecast for hardball and Michigan football, where we sit today talking on The Huge Show Across Michigan?
1: yeah i think with the classes they've had the last two recruiting classes before 2023 were incredible classes and they're going to carry that this team this program in the short term for the next two three years i don't think there's any question about it you look at guys like kenneth grant i wrote an article about him today mason graham defensive lineman d-line should be set for two three years you look at the offensive line they've got a lot of good young talent there and they're recruiting the portal well too So they're plugging in some holes there. uh, And really, that's what you have to do if you're not going to do the pay for play model, which they aren't, you know, under the guise of NIL. Then you've got to have enough players coming in that are true freshmen that. You can get to stay on nil deals, and then supplement those with some transfer guys. And of course, what we saw, Michigan was one of the most successful programs at landing transfers in the portal, so um, that's going to help. But you still need those guys, really. You still need the difference makers, and um, you know the guys like Blake Corum, the guys like JJ McCarthy. So they're going to have to up, uh, up their game, uh, in recruiting. They didn't land a single top hundred guy. And Joel Klatt, Fox analyst said, you know, this team, they should have been better. There's no question about it. They should have been better after coming off the back to back Big Ten titles and wins over Ohio State and playoff appearances. And I couldn't agree more with him. At the same time, you got to find that NIL balance. And Michigan is still behind there, still trying to find out and get organized there how to, how they're going to do this and, and how they're going to take care of their guys.
0: Had a lot of police chiefs last night at their annual conference in downtown Gr. You know, a split crew. A lot of Michigan State, a lot of Michigan fans, and a lot of the police chiefs who were Michigan fans were talking to me about how they had tickets to the championship game out in <laughs> LA, right? And but they bought they were they were smart. They said they bought a refundable airfare, and and they keep asking me. I I think McCarthy. Uh, is gonna go next level. He's gonna run more. He's gonna be that leader. Uh, he'll go down as one of the greats in Michigan football history. What's your thoughts on JJ uh-huh. McCarthy in this upcoming season?
1: Hundred percent. I think you know what this was his first year as a starter. Uh, how rare is it that you have in back-to-back years two first-year starting quarterbacks that win Big Ten championships? It's it's rare. It really is. And uh, unless you're at Ohio State, that just continues to reload with these elite quarterbacks and receivers. But um, you know what? Uh, I give them, I give them credit for their development. And we're just seeing JJ McCarthy's just scratching the surface here. We're going to see him throw a little bit more. We're going to see him be, in my opinion, uh, a, a little bit more involved in the offense. Now, when you got Blake. Corum coming back. You're not going to abandon the running game, and you're going to go as run-heavy as you have to, and, and as run-heavy as you can, but uh, again, this kid is just, uh, he missed all of last spring, so he's going to have a full season. He's going to have spring ball underneath uh, under his belt, and so uh, I don't think there's any question. they got some good young receivers, too. Uh, Darius Clemens, Tyler Morris, guys like that waiting in the wings that I think you're going to see make huge strides, and Jim Harbaugh calls him a freak show, so um, this will be a seasoned and veteran team, and it would not stun me. If somebody asked me this today, could you see J.J. McCarthy back two years at Michigan? And I absolutely could, just because he loves it here. Uh, he's the kind of kid that wants to leave a legacy at Michigan, not just be a Michigan football player, and then get out of here as quickly as he can. So wouldn't surprise me if he was around for a couple more years as well, and, and they have this nucleus in place for a few more years.
0: One of the police chiefs, uh it might have been Bob Stevenson from a former police chief Donna Lavonia, Livonia had a great point. He says he's been a lifelong Michigan season ticket holder fan that McCarthy hadn't been used to coming from behind too often because he's only been a starter for a year, uh, less than a year, right? You can actually say that. The kind of a co-starter early on in mm-hmm. 2022 that uh, he had to learn. You know, they're down big, and it's a learning a game. Unfortunately that learning curve had to happen in a game that was very winnable against TCU and would have gotten Michigan to LA in the championship. Yeah. But I thought that was a valid point about, you know, learning what to do when you're down and what what throws not to make and what throws to make. And when to keep yeah. the ball on that run pass option.
1: Yep, and I give him credit for bringing them back, right? Do it being down so big at I halftime, agree. and 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 a big part of that was because of his mistakes. So, so let's let's make that clear. But um, you know, he had a little taste of it against Illinois. He had to make some big plays against the Illini and the cold weather there. And uh, but you know, this was a different animal on the big stage there, and and to have to. Put those bad plays behind you uh, is something that you know comes with experience, and so uh, he's he's now he's gone through that. Uh, I don't think there's any question that he proved down in Columbus. He the his best game of the year down there. That uh, that he's capable of winning the in that, in that stage. That the moment's not too big for him. So, uh, but what I like about him is is how humble he is uh, as a superstar. He's just a great kid and uh, and a great leader in that respect. That his head never gets too big, and he never thinks he knows it all. So. So So going to be fun to watch his development. I think, like you said, I think he'll be one of the greats. I don't think you're going to see them turn him loose, especially when you have the running backs that you have in the backfield there. But I do think they will expand the playbook, get those running backs more involved in the pass game too. I think that's the next step for this offense and it should be one heck of an offensive football team this fall.
0: I I think the next step for J.J. is kind of like what we watched uh, with the TCU QB, where you're going to have to run to keep your team alive in big games, and you're going to need to make big throws when necessary. And I agree with you. The way he played in the third quarter, the way the team came back, and I was talking with those police chiefs last night over a Bud Light, that that was a game they easily could have put up 55, and it should have been like a 55-21 final, if that,
1: right? Yeah. Yep, exactly. And you know, the game plan wasn't great. I thought they didn't they ran between the tackles too much early. They should have gotten outside. We saw Georgia do it. Uh, Georgia, you can say whatever you want to about how they operate, but they're an extremely well-coached football team and uh yeah, they were more talented, but yeah, they also ran where they weren't. And uh, I thought Michigan could have done more of that getting outside the tackles and I think a lot of people felt the same way. We saw JJ do that a little bit more in the second half. But uh live and learn, right? That was a missed opportunity and Uh, We heard Blake Quorum last night at the basketball game. The Michigan players were there, and he he took the mic for a second. He said, we came back to win the Natty, and that's what we're going to do. Sent the uh, the crowd into a frenzy, so that's their goal. And uh, I think they've got the team, certainly got the team to win the Big Ten again. I'd be surprised if they weren't the favorite, Bill, and uh, get back to that playoff there. Anything can happen, but boy, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a better opportunity than they had last year to get to the championship game. So I'd imagine that uh, it's going to be the rare occasion that you see a TCU-type team sneak in there. And uh, and going forward, when that playoff expands, you're going to see some really good football teams in that Final Four. So really a missed opportunity for me. Yeah,
0: Blake Coram drop the mic. A la Jim yeah. Trestle, and that, but Trestle backed <laughs> it up. I mean, he, he and did. also well, he had money falling out of his jacket and his pants when he was grabbing that mic at uh, uh, that Ohio State basketball game. he can't, he, he couldn't even walk. He, he he looked like the Michelin Man with all that money stuffed in his like legs and his long johns.
1: The raffle rigger. Oh my I God, he was there. like
0: you know, I, yeah. But and then he gets. He gets celebrated, and he ends up while under show cause penalty in the state of Ohio university system. He becomes president at Youngstown State, only in America, and only in Ohio. There you go. Exactly, uh, Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com He was on vacation Monday. He refused to come on with us. He goes, "I'm on vacay. Sorry. I'm big time." <laughs> Before you know it, we'll be to May and our you know end of April, early May. We'll have our spring football summit at yep. the Telemore Golf Resort. Look at the Big Ten, Michigan, Michigan State. Uh, the Lions, uh, we'll probably do it right after the draft, so that will be our can't spring wait. football summit, which is usually just an, another wedge in the friendships between Doug Skeen, Bill Simonson, Chris Ballas, <laughs> even Clayton safety at times, and Superfly A's. I can't wait, Chris.
1: I've taken up meditation, man, so this no, will be yeah, the Chrissy Lama, that's yeah. it. Exactly. I'm Chrissy right. Lama, when I,
0: when I think of kickback relaxed, and deep exactly. breath type of guy, boom, Ballas's photo pops up 10 times on my Google.
1: Uh, 100%. There you go. Man. We I can't love you, wait, man. man. That is that is really the best time of the year, and I can't wait, Billy. Oh, same That's here, fun.
0: buddy. Tell your mom and dad up in Northview, uh, just north of Grand Rapids, I said hello, okay?
1: Will do, buddy. Take care, man.
0: All right, Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com joining us on the Meyer Guest Line and Meyer proud to be longtime partners with the University of Michigan Athletics.